It's time for mystery. Mystery Radio X X X Mystery is my hobby. Today's story took place last fall. Paul Arno, the lifelong friend of mine, called me on the phone to report a murder. At the moment, Paul was unaware that only a few hours previously, his wife, Brenda, had had an unexpected caller. Yes? Hello, Pop. Now, don't tell me you're the great Paul Arno. I beg your pardon? Look here, you can't come bursting in this way. Who are you, anyway? I asked you first, Pop. Who are you? I'm Roberts, Mr. Arnold's butler. But... <laughs> well, what do you know? Toots did all right for herself. Toots? Sure, Toots. You mean you never heard of Toots? No, naturally not. There's no one here by that name. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa. Toots would Bobby. like... Toots. Well, I'll be a cross-eyed lizard. Say, if you ain't Tony, a pretty... Please. Huh? What's the matter? Tony, we're not alone. Oh. Oh. Oh, I, I get it. <laughs> it's nip jam, I tell your old man. Huh? If this person is annoying you, Mrs. Arnold, No, no, I... no it, it's quite all right, Robert. You may go. But, madam... You may go, Robert. Very well, madam. Well, what do you know? Good, you've done that like a lady. Yes, sir, you've done it just like a lady. I am a lady, Tony. Huh? <laughs> a lady, huh? <laughs> now, wait a minute. Let's take it easy. <laughs> this is Tony Irwin you're talking to. Remember? When did you get out, Tony? Oh. So that's it, huh? I got you worried, eh, baby? Oh, oh no, You're Tony, thinking no, that I'm sore because I come home and find you married to this panty waist. Uh... And why should you be sore, Tony? That's what I was saying to the boys just this morning. The boys? Yeah. Some of the boys said, uh... Tony, you ought to be sore at Toots, they said. But why, Tony, why? That's what I told them. Why? I says, how did Toots know that I was going to get sprung after only doing a couple of years? Tony, please. Double cross? <laughs> no, sir. I laughed at him. Why, I says, Toots wouldn't double cross nobody. I didn't double cross you, Tony. Sure, sure, sure you didn't. That's what I'm saying, baby. You wouldn't double cross nobody. Glad you feel that way. You bet. <laughs> Baby, I'm proud of you. <laughs> you got class. I uh, always figured you'd make the grade if you got the break. Yes, Tony? I ain't like some guys. Some of them boys... <laughs> you know what they wanted me to do? What? <laughs> Take that Chuck Pizarro, for instance. <laughs> There's a character. Well, what did Chuck say? Why, he says, look, Tony, don't be a dope. Toots is in a chips, he says. Look, he says, she used to be your girl, didn't she? Okay, to one up and clip her for a few hundred bucks. <laughs> She'll never miss it, he says. And what did you say, Tony? Nothing doing, I told him. Not me. I ain't that kind of a guy, see? Thank you, Tony. I ain't that kind of a guy, I says, who'd stool on a friend. Not even if she, uh, did double-cross me. Tony, I didn't. So what if Toots would pay off to keep me from telling about the weekend we spent together? Tony, that's not so... <laughs> sure, 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 it ain't. 
Yeah, but the thing is, this Paul Arnold don't know it ain't so. What do you mean? Well, it's like this, baby. Suppose this Paul Arnold was told you used to be a birdie to dancer. Oh, Tony, you wouldn't. Suppose he got to know about you and Jerry the Duke in that nightclub raid. Oh, Tony, please. Suppose he told and was told about you and me and I showed him some pictures. Paul wouldn't believe you. He'd throw you out of the house. The way I figure it, baby, Arnold could check them things. He'd find they was true. Then, when I mentioned about that weekend... Stop it, Tony. Stop it. (laughs) What's the matter, baby? What do you want, Tony? Want? Me? Not a thing, baby, not a thing. Yes, you do. What is it? Baby, you got me all wrong. You know, I wouldn't put the bite on you for nothing. Of course, since it's uh, getting along towards Christmas. Oh, I see. Very well, Tony, I'll give you a Christmas present. Ah, swell, baby. Swell! Wait! The safe is over here behind these curtains. I'll, I'll be back in a minute. No, you don't. I'll just go along, too, huh? Maybe you've got some ideas about, uh, telephoning? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> this is a kind of a cute idea, ain't it? Go back where you were, Tony. I'll not... Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of a cute idea. Big, heavy curtains hanging on the wall, just like there wasn't this little alcove behind them. If you think I'm going to open this safe with you watching me, you're crazy. Yeah, kind of cozy, too. Just big enough for us, too. Tony. Tony, don't look at me like come that. Come here. Tony, you... you keep your hands off come me. Come here, come here. <laughs> Just us, too. Oh, like I used to be, huh? Come here. Take it easy, baby. Take it easy. Maybe we can make another deal. What's that? There's someone... Hey, who turned off the lights? <laughs> Drake speaking. Hello, Bart. This is Paul Arnold. Oh, Arnold. Well, well, Paul. It's good to hear your voice. How are you? Right now, I'm not so good, Bart. Hmm? There's a dead man lying in my living room with a bullet through his heart. What? Yeah, he was murdered. Murdered? How do you know? Well, my wife was standing beside him, and my butler was standing in the doorway and saw it. My sister was in the hall and heard it happen. And by the way, there's a guy here named Danton who has accused practically everyone of making it happen. Danton? Not Inspector Noah Danton. That's the guy. Know him? <laughs> yes, slightly. Tell the inspector, Paul, that you've talked to me and I'm uh, on my way out. And don't worry about him. Uh, the old boy's bark is worse than his bite. Hello, Danton. Hello, Inspector. Come on in. Thank you. I'm waiting for you. You got my message, huh? No, Inspector. What message? What message? Didn't the babe call you? What babe? Arnold's sister. I was busy and I asked her to get in touch with you. I thought she did. I'm sorry, Inspector. I haven't heard a female voice in a matter of hours, worse luck. Oh, no? Then how'd you know about this murder? How do you happen to be here? Paul Arnold called me. Arnold? Why, that... Hey, what do you think he's getting away with? Hello, Bart. Glad to see you. I'm glad to see you, Paul. It's been a long time. More than a year. I've been in the service, you know. Yes, I certainly do know. Huh. Wasn't I at your going-away party? <laughs> what a time. Uh, pardon me for interrupting. You two gents don't happen to know each other, do you? Paul and I are old friends, Inspector. We've known each other for years. We were roommates in college, Inspector. Well, isn't that sweet? Unless somebody thinks up some excuses mighty fast, somebody's going to be cellmates in Sing Sing. 
Now, look. Always the man of duty, eh, Inspector? By the way, have you identified the corpse? Sure, it was a punk named Tony Irwin. He was doing a stretch for Grand Larson and got let off for good behavior. I see. And what was Tony Irwin doing here? Well, obviously, his motive was robbery. His body was found lying near the wall safe. Yeah, and there was a gun lying beside him with one bullet discharged. Look, Bart. Come over here. Yes, Inspector. You better come along, Paul. Yes, I think I'd better. Your friendly inspector has ideas. <laughs> and I can guarantee you'll have a lot more before we get much farther in this case. Yes, Inspector? You see these four tears hanging against the wall? Yes, yes, I see them. Look like decorations, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Okay, now I swing them out like this on that crane they're hung on and... What do you think? Well, well, a dead man on the floor, a gun beside him, and a small safe fitted into a sort of an alcove. That's right. Now, when I got here a couple hours ago, things looked exactly as they do now. Well, and what have you been doing for the past two hours, Inspector? What have I been doing? I've been lining up the suspects. I've been waiting for you. I've been looking for... All right, Inspector. All right. Now, who are your suspects? Well, Mrs. Arnold admits being right here when it happened. Now, just a minute, Inspector. Brenda didn't do this. You can't Keep say... Keep your shirt on, Bob. I didn't say she did it. I only said she was a suspect. How did Brenda happen to be here, Paul? Well, she came into the room and saw movement behind the curtain and decided to investigate. Mm-hmm. What happened? This Tony, whatever his name is, was tinkering with a safe. Just as Brenda looked behind the curtain, the lights went out. There was a shot. Brenda screamed and ran out of the room. That's her story. Now, look here, Dan. Never mind, Paul. The inspector sounds much worse than he means to. Oh, is that so? Inspector, have you checked the fingerprints on the guns? That's being done now. Mm. How about the safe? What about the safe? Well, uh, if Mrs. Arnold were telling the truth, as you seem to doubt, Inspector, Tony's prints would be on the safe. Huh. That's right, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, uh, I'll have the boys check. Good. And uh, tell me. Who are your other suspects? Roberts the butler, for one. Why? He claims he heard Mrs. Arnold talking with someone in here. Just as he opened the door, the lights went off. Roberts says he saw someone standing near the door to the hall across the room. Then the shot came. Mm. Did Roberts see where the shots came from? Yep. He says the guy that was standing near the other door fired it. But he didn't recognize the other party. No. He only got a glimpse. Inspector, why do you suspect Roberts? Because he must have been lying. That gun right there is the one that killed Irwin. Oh, you're sure of that, Inspector? Sure, I'm sure. You know, I don't make idle statements, Bart. <laughs> no. <clears throat> Whom else do you suspect? Arnold's sister, Agatha. Oh, that's ridiculous. Aggie's so scared of firearms, she won't even look at one. Yeah? And why didn't she call Drake when I asked her to? I'll tell you why, bub. She's the guilty party, and she knew that if Drake got on the job, he'd prove she was guilty. Inspector, let's not make idle statements, remember? Paul, it looks to me as though you're the only one that's in the clear in this case. Yes, and I'm sure I wouldn't be if I hadn't happened to be on a plane coming back from Boston at the time the murder was committed. Oh. That checks. I called the airport. A Paul Arnold left on the plane that took off from Boston at 6.30 p.m. He couldn't have gotten here before 9 o'clock and the murder took place at 7.30 p.m. Well, thanks for that much, anyhow. Don't mention it, Bob. We always aim to please. And stop calling me Bob. Bart, it seems to me your friend the inspector is determined to make a complicated plot out of a purely simple case. Yeah, well, Bart, it seems to me that your friend Bob Arnold is talking out of turn. What's simple about it, Bob? Anyone with any sense wouldn't ask. This man Irwin is the next convict sent up for larceny. Obviously, he came here with the idea of robbing my safe. Okay, so then what happened? We already know what happened. Someone shot him. See what I mean, Bart? Everybody wants to get into the act. <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul. The inspector is right. Sorry. Why Tony Irwin is here is unimportant. 
somebody murdered him. It's the inspector's job to find out who. Okay, I guess you're right. The only thing that we're sure of is that you're not the guilty party because you were on that plane. Well, Brenda isn't guilty either. I appreciate how you feel, Paul, but still the inspector... I beg your pardon, sir. Yes, Roberts, what is it? Uh, there's a Mr. Harrison on the phone, sir. He'd like to talk to you. Harrison? I don't know any Harrison. What's he want? Well, he said something about a ticket. A t- oh, oh, yes. Of course, I... I'll talk to him, Roberts. Very good, sir. He'll pick up the extension. No, I'll take it in the library. Excuse me, Bart. I'll be back in a minute. Take your time, Paul. No hurry. Harrison, eh? He doesn't know him. Inspector, what are you doing? I'm listening in on that conversation over this extension telephone. Inspector, gentlemen, don't do that sort of thing. I'm not a gentleman. I'm a cop. Well, at least keep your hand over the mouthpiece. I've got my hand over the mouthpiece. Ah... Something interesting, Inspector? Yes, something very interesting. Well, I'll be... Well, Inspector. But how good a friend of yours is this Paul Arnold? Well, the best. I've known him for years. Think he's on the up and up, eh? Yes, yes, I gamble. That's too bad. Why? But I hate to tell you this. Arnold wasn't on the plane. What do you mean, he wasn't on the plane? That guy Harrison that Arnold was talking to, he used the plane ticket that Arnold bought. He just called to thank Arnold. But Paul Arnold was here in New York at the time Tony Irwin was murdered. Leaving you, Paul. Leaving me? Why? Because I... Because I think it'll be best for both of us. Oh, then then you've stopped loving me. Oh, no, Paul. Well, what else am I to think? Well, I'm not very proud of my past, Paul. Among other things, I... I was a dancer in a burlesque show. And you're ashamed of it. Oh, no, no, I'm not ashamed. I I did nothing to be ashamed of. Then why? Because... Because I met you, Paul. Because I fell in love with you. Because... Because I wanted so desperately to have you love me. And I knew that, that Paul Darnell could only fall in love with a lady. He did. What? I said, Paul Arnold did fall in love with a lady. You're that to, lady. I'm trying to be kind. You're pitying me. I can't stand pity, Paul. No, I. No, no, look, Brenda, listen to me. I've known for the last three months about, well, about your past. You... No Yes, sure. Tony Irwin called on me. He told me all about you, even threatened blackmail. And you didn't believe him? Well, I found that everything he told me was true. But why didn't you tell me? Paul? Why should I worry the girl I love with something that was completely unimportant? Oh, Paul. Oh, there, there, you poor kid. Kiss me, Paul. Hold me close. Oh, darling, what a fool I've been. No such thing. I should have warned you. Irwin waited until things quieted down, then tried his blackmailing stunt on you. That's why I didn't go to Boston. I was worried. You... You didn't go to Boston? No. At the last minute, I had a hunch. I gave my ticket to a man named Harrison at the airport. In fact, he just called me on the phone to thank me. Then... Then you were here when... When When Irwin was shot? Yes. I came in the back way just as the shot was fired. But you didn't... Shoot, Irwin? (laughs) No, darling. I didn't get the chance. Someone beat me to it. Paul, listen to me. 
Does Barton Drake know that you weren't on the plane? No, why? Then you've got to tell him, Paul. If he finds out that you were lying, Nonsense. he Nonsense. Let Bart have his fun. But it isn't only Drake, Paul. It's, it's Inspector Danton. Oh, Paul, can't you understand how important this is? Drake's clever. He might prove that, that you... Brenda, can... you don't think that I... <laughs> oh, darling. Come here to me. Listen, Bart's my best friend. Don't worry about him. And even if I did kill Tony Irwin, I've got the best alibi in the world. <laughs> But hmm? when are you going to give up and admit that your friend Arnold is the guy we want? Why should I, Inspector? Why should I, he asked. Because all the evidence we've uncovered points to his guilt, that's why. What evidence, Inspector? What evidence? Now, look, Bart, I'm a patient man. You know that. Yes. Paul Arnold had a motive. He wasn't on that plane and... And we're keeping that knowledge to ourselves, Inspector. I don't want Paul ever to suspect that we broke his alibi. Oh, you don't? This isn't a game, you know, Bart. Just because the guy's a good friend. What other evidence we've the points to Paul's guilt, Inspector? His sister knows we were he, he was here for one thing. Mm. I just talked to her. She admits that that's why she didn't do as I asked and call you. Because she thought that Paul had shot Irwin? Sure. She didn't want to see her own brother go to the chair. Oh, Inspector, that's weak. Very weak. Oh, yeah? Well, there's the gun lying beside the corpse. From which the fingerprints have been carefully wiped. So far, you haven't mentioned anything that would stand up in court. Okay, okay. How about the fact that no fingerprints were found on the safe? Mm, Yes, that proves that Mrs. Arnold was lying, doesn't it? She said she stepped around the curtain and saw Irwin tinkering with the safe. Yeah, but if you just let me talk to... Yes, Robert. Will you ask Mr. and Mrs. Arnold to step down here, please? Yes. Thank you. Now, Inspector, what was it that you were about to say? I was going to say if you just let me talk to Arnold, I... <laughs> You'd sweat it out of me, Inspector. Well, how are you going to find out if a man is guilty if you don't ask him any questions? Well, you'll get your chance to ask questions in a very few minutes, Inspector. I will? Mm-hmm. As soon as Paul and Brenda get here, I'm going to have the crime reenacted. That ought to be fun. I can hardly wait. Now, let's not be sarcastic, Inspector. I'm not only... Hello, Paul. Brenda. Come in, please. Bart, uh... Brenda and I have just had a little talk. There's something we want to tell you. I'm sorry, Paul, but that'll have to wait. We've something more important to do now. now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If the guy wants to talk, let him. It's really quite important, Mr. King. I'm sure it is, Brenda, but it'll still have to wait. Inspector, will you ask Roberts to step in here, please? Now, listen, Barnard. And, Inspector, will you also ask Paul's sister, Agatha, to stand in the doorway to the dining room? That's where she claimed she was when the shot was fired, wasn't it? Sure, but... Fine. Hurry along, Inspector. We'll have everything ready by the time you get back. Okay, okay, only I'm more used to giving orders than taking them. <laughs> now, Brenda, if you stand over there near the curtains in the exact spot where you were when the light went out, I yes. will. Only if you'll listen to what Paul has to say. I'm sorry. What Paul has to say, we'll have to wait. Now, wait a minute, Bart. This may change your whole outlook on the situation. I'm sorry, that's impossible, too, Paul. Listen, I appeal to you. If Brenda won't cooperate... She'd I... cooperate if you weren't so doggone rude. I'm sorry. There are times when a man in my position has to appear rude. Not to my wife, you don't. Whose wife it is doesn't matter. It does in this case. Now, listen, Bart. All right, Robbie, inside. Uh, uh, just a minute, Inspector Denton. Pipe down, Gramp, and do as you're told. Denton, take your hands off Roberts. He's done nothing. Well, now, what's happened to the big hat? Happy family I left a few minutes ago. Never mind the wisecracks, chum. Bart, I thought you were a friend of mine. Friendship ceases where murder's involved, Paul. Now listen to me, all of you. 
You're going to do as I say, or Inspector Danton will take the three of you down to headquarters and lock you up. Now you're talking my language, Bart, old boy. Uh, so this is when I get when I ask a friend to help me out. Oh, what's the use, Paul? If this is the kind of person Bart and Drake is, and what we have to say won't matter anymore. Brenda, you're 100% right. All right, all right. If it's going to make you any happier, what do you want us to do? Thank you, Paul. Brenda, will you uh, stand over near the curtains, please? Yes, all right. This is where I was when the shot was fired. Fine. And where was Irwin standing? Directly in front of the safe. Hmm. How were the curtains arranged? Well, they, they were halfway open. About like this. Thank you. Stay there, please. Now, Robert, if you'll just stand uh, here in front of this door. I beg your pardon, sir. Yes? It wasn't near this door that I was standing when I saw the shot fired. It was over there near the library door. Yes, I remember your saying so. However, if you don't mind, I prefer that you stand here. Now, look here, Bart. If you think that Roberts had anything to do with Irwin's killing, you're crazy. He's been with me for years. We'll go into that later, Paul. Inspector, where's Paul's sister, Agatha? She's out in the hall near the dining room door, bored stiff. Look here, sir. If it were Miss Agatha, I mean, the dining room door is right behind where I'm standing... I, I mean... Well, what do you mean, Robert? Are you implying that Agatha mur murdered Tony Irwin? Oh, no, sir. Of course not. Then keep quiet. Say, everyone's getting mad at everyone, aren't they? Mm. Paul, will you go over and stand near the door to the library, please? Okay. So now I'm standing here. What am I supposed to do? Look over towards the curtains. Can you see Brenda standing behind them? Sure, I can. They're half open. Excellent. All right, Robert. Tony Irwin was supposedly standing in front of the safe, farther back in behind the curtains, when you stepped into the room. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Now, Roberts, I want you to raise your hand as though you had a gun in it. Point it in the manner you claim to have seen the figure point it and fire. Yes, sir. Uh, the figure was standing here. He aimed deliberately. Good heavens. Well, Roberts. You... You tricked me. The guy has got a gun in his hand. Hey, someone turn off the Look light. Look out, Agatha. He's coming at you. <laughs> Why doesn't somebody turn off the light? Which way did he go, Inspector? Through this door. Come on. Right. It's Agatha. He's holding her in front of him. Hand back for our shoot. So will I. Look out, Inspector. You'll hit the girl. Help me, brother. All right, Roberts. You got one chance. That does it. <laughs> you blundering idiot. You hit Agatha. No, I didn't. I hit Roberts. Nice work, Inspector. Come on. Agatha. Agatha, are you all right? Yes, yes, I'm all right. Yeah, he's dead, lady. Inspector Danton never misses. <laughs> You knew all the time that it was Roberts, huh, Bart? No, no, I, uh, I only suspected. The thing that puzzled me is the fact that he had no particular motive. But he did have a motive, Mr. Drake. Oh? Roberts knew that Paul and I were happy. He apparently overheard my conversation with Tony Irwin and realized that our happiness was being jeopardized. Roberts has been in our family for years. He was just being loyal. You know, I, I wish somehow we could repay the debt. Well, I think Roberts would feel repaid if he knew how things had turned out. Yes, I... I suppose you're right. Oh, Paul. Oh, no, no, darling. Can I say something? Yes, of course you can, Inspector. All I want to know is, how did you know that Roberts was it? Well, well, that's a fair enough question, Inspector. Roberts said he glimpsed a figure standing in the doorway that led to the hall. He said he saw that figure take deliberate aim and fire. I get it. 
Anyone standing in the doorway leading to the hall couldn't see the two people standing behind the curtain. Ah, that's right, Inspector. Robert, standing in the doorway of the library, could see them plainly. So he assumed that the figure could see them, too. Uh-huh. And uh, how did you know that uh, this figure just didn't fire blindly and hit Tony Irwin by mistake? Oh, Inspector, I'm ashamed of you. Because if he had, there would have been a bullet hole in the curtain. Now, wouldn't there? Yeah. <laughs> And there wasn't, was there? No, no, there wasn't. By the way, Paul, what was it that you and Brenda were so anxious to tell me a little while ago? Why, well, Bart, it, it really doesn't matter now. Paul. No, it, it isn't important at all. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it, it had something to do with my alibi. Bart, it would kill you if you knew. It would, hey? Uh, Bart, shall we tell him? Absolutely not, Inspector. I told you I'd like Paul to think that... I don't mean that. No? What do you mean? Tell him, you know what? Huh? Maybe they won't think that we're so god-darn smart after all. Oh, I see what you mean, Inspector. Yes. Paul, whenever you think of how you put one over on Barton Drake, just remember that mystery is my hobby. <laughs> Now, another mystery on Mystery Radio XXX. Mystery strange publishing firm owned by Dan and Barbara Glenn, where each new novel is acted out by the Mystery House staff before it is accepted for publication. Mystery House. Well, Barbie, a murder story about airplanes tonight, hmm? Is it tough to solve? It looks like you know the identity of the murder almost right from the start, Dan. But you wonder if the police will ever find out. Oh, frame-up, huh? Well, I like that kind of a story once in a while. Oh, this is a honey of a frame-up. One that doesn't seem to have any loose ends. But right triumphs in the end, hmm? Why, Mr. Glenn, I'm surprised at you. Yeah? Why, Tom? We're talking about right at the end of the story. Everything's right in these stories right from the start. Just listen. Okay, Tom, places everybody. Set the scene for tonight's story, will you? Operation Murder. The scene is the office in an isolated building where Ann Logan, former woman speed pilot turned aviation engineer, is working on a government-sponsored secret experiment. Doug Ward has just come in. Doug, what's the idea of dropping in on me here? You know, I... Yeah, sure, I know, Ann. But I was just driving by when I saw a very shady customer coming out of your place. What do you mean? 
A guy named Lopez. As soon as he saw me, he ducked. Lopez? I never heard of him. Maybe some friend of Austin's. Well, this guy's nobody's friend, Ann. I had plenty of trouble with him way back when I was flying in Spain. Well, I'm not going to worry about him. That's Austin's department. Well, you're kind of leaving everything to Austin these days, aren't you? Austin is important to me. Sure, I know. Got yourself engaged to him because of his bankroll. And how could you sell out like that? I didn't sell out. Austin Ames is... Well, he's done more than anybody to make this operation successful. Okay, so he put up the dough. It's more than that, Doug. He's seriously interested in the future of aviation. He's not just a... That's right. He's no stick pusher. You know I never called you a stick pusher, Doug. It's just... Well, I always hoped you'd grow up and get serious about flying. Doug, you could amount to something. <laughs> it's a laugh. Do you know anybody who's done more flying than me? Sure, you're just about as hot as any flyer in the country on stunt stuff. But you're not young. You ought to settle down. Why don't you take the job I offered you? Ah, uh, no thanks, Angel. I don't need charity. There's still dough and test stuff. Oh, but any day now your nerves will get you and you'll be grounded for good. What'll you do then? I'll get by, Ann. Oh, sure, any bum can get by. But you know too much about flying to let it go to waste. Look what an amateur like Austin can do. Why, you... The main can... difference between your pal Austin and me is that, that bank account of his. Now, maybe if I'd have had that, you'd be engaged to me instead of him. Oh, please, Doug, don't start that again. You know, we had that out long before Austin and I were engaged. Okay, Angel, okay. I just don't want you to forget that I'll always be available. Oh, Doug, Doug, if you'd only grow up, get a serious interest, you could change if you wanted to. Look, Ann, don't try to keep making me over. I could sweet-talk you, baby, but... You know cloud hoppers like me don't change. I'll be a stick pusher until they ground me. But you don't want me that way. That's right. I want a man with a purpose in life. Oh, hello, Austin. Hi, Ann. We're all set. Oh, hello, Austin. You don't mind if I visit your future bride, do you? Oh, uh, I didn't see you, Warren. I don't like to seem rude, but you don't belong here, you know. Now, Austin, don't be that way. Doug's an old friend. That's oh, all right, Ann. I'll take off. <laughs> no, Doug. Austin didn't mean it that way, did you, Austin? And this office is full of secret plans. Plans we swore to protect until this plane is ready. Austin, aren't you forgetting? Oh, it's all right, Ann. Wait a minute. Maybe I am a little touchy. Working under pressure, I... Well, you don't have to worry about me, old-timer. I haven't seen sign of your secret plans. Oh, you two. Why don't you be friends? I was just going to suggest that... Doug, we could... Well, we could make a good spot for you. Now, that's more like it. I was just telling Doug... Oh, no. I'm not on the skid yet. You don't get it, Doug. This is a big operation, made to order for you. Sorry. How would you like to make the first test of our new plane? Wait a minute. I'm going to make that flight. After all... Now, take it easy, Ann. I know you counted on this. Counted on it? I'm going. Ann, we need publicity. The kind we can get with Doug as a pilot. He's the best-known flyer in the country. That'll get us twice as much space in the papers. Look, that plane is my baby. I've given her everything... I know, I know, darling, but... Your safety means too much to me. I couldn't think of you cracking up. Well, what are you so excited about? Anne's as good as they come. Well, if Doug would, I might be willing. I knew you'd see it, Anne. You've always wanted Doug as a partner. No, not so fast. I might do this test, but... Uh... If you would, Doug. Well, well, it's only because I don't like to see you taking chances, Angel. That's the spirit. We'll work out details later. Oh, it's going to be good to have you around, Doug. Sure it is. We can take a look at the ship now while you're cleaning up. I am? Well, why don't the three of us go out tonight and sort of celebrate? Hey, what is this? I just said sure, that I... Oh, sure, Doug, but Anne's just happy to have you with us. Oh, I'm so glad you said yes. Okay, Angel. You wear that favorite dress of mine. 
and I'll go. That's a date. Take care of him, Austin. I'll hurry. Matter, girl. <laughs> See you soon. Well, Austin, you sure you go for this deal? Of course. Well, I just thought that... Forget it. I trust Anne. And besides, we couldn't let her take any chances on this test flight, could we? Well, there's always that million to one. Sure, and besides, there are certain details I don't think Anne could handle. What do you mean? Anne ought to know all about her own plane. After all, she designed it. Of course. That's exactly why. I don't get it. It's because she did design the ship that I can't let her make the test. What's that? Anne would make a success of the test or die in the attempt. Oh, you mean if somebody's got to die, you'd rather it be me? Not that. I just can't afford to let this be a success. What? Oh, I've got reasons. You see, I don't have as much money as Anne thinks I have. So when I got this offer... What offer? Never mind that. I need money to keep Anne in business. Well, but if this test flight's good, you'll have all the money you'll ever need. If it's successful. But what if it isn't? Well, any designer takes that gamble. Failure means you may go broke. Well, I'm not taking that chance. We're going to fail and get well paid for it. Very well paid. Oh, come on. Talk sense. Anne doesn't go for failure. That's where you come in. You're going to deliberately crack up. Now, wait a minute. I'm... You're going to pile up that plane so it'll look like something's wrong with the design. Oh, so that's the angle, huh? Well, you cheap little rat, you've sold out to a rival company. Oh, no, I'm taking off. Not so fast, Birdman. I'm afraid you'll find it a little difficult to get out of here. Yeah? <laughs> I had a hunch you might not like this job. That's why I made uh, other arrangements. Well... Hey, who's this jerk? Come on in, Sammy. Our hero is going to require some persuasion. He doesn't seem to realize he's involved in a very melodramatic situation. Okay, boss, just let me... <laughs> is this overstuffed character part of the melodrama? This dog is Samson. He used to be a circus strongman, but uh, <laughs> he found my kind of work pays better. Okay, boss. Now... Get away from me, muscle-bound. Just keep an eye on him, Sammy. I want my friend Doug to understand the plot. Hey, Austin, you haven't seen enough movies. Don't you know the hero always comes out on top? Does he? Yeah, he does. For instance, I haven't forgotten my... Take your hands off him, Doug. I've got you covered. What? Oh, guns make you nervous, don't they? Shut up. I don't want to shoot you. Yet. Sammy. Here's one for you. Catch. Nice throw, boss. Now, Birdman... Got you covered from both sides. Yeah, fast work, Austin. Maybe the movies could use you. Just shut up and start moving. And remember, there are two guns in your back. You think this is melodrama, Birdman? Take a look at that plane. Wow. Hey, I gotta hand it to Ann. She sure did a job of design on this baby. So you're impressed, eh? Well, just watch Sammy. He's gonna do a few tricks with that window over there. Hey, what's the idea? That's a sure way to get the cops Absolutely. here. Absolutely. That's part of the plot. Okay, genius, you got me, but... By the time they get here, you'll be all ready for them. Oh, me? You. Remember? In this plot, the hero is the fall guy. Now, uh, just climb up there in the cabin. We need a few fingerprints. Oh, so that's why you always wear gloves. Get up there. There is much time. All right. 
Okay. Come on down now. Look, what, what kind of a brainstorm are you having? Come here now. Look. Take a look at this engine. Well, yeah. That's right. Put your hands in there. Now, Sammy. Yeah, boss? You keep him covered while I get these emery filings ready. Emery filings? And that... Well, you'll cut the heart out of that motor. Let me kill him now, boss. Well, that's one of the oldest tricks there is. Anybody knows that emery sure filings... Sure they do. And the cops are going to think... You were the stupid guy who used Emery to conk out the ship of Ann. Why, you oh, little let rascal. Let kill him, boss. Let's get it over no, here. No, Sammy, you, you hear me? Well, you big ape, you. Help us. I'm in shock. Hey. Hey, Austin. Austin. What's the matter with you? Great Scott, man. He's dead. Dead? You... You killed him. You shot him with my gun. No, no, I didn't. Your gun must have gone off when we were fighting. It was an accident. It must have been. Uh, what? uh, What's that? You. It wasn't you. Somebody over there. So you thought it was an accident, Doc? Ann, Ann, where are you? Well, it was an accident, wasn't it? You saw it. Was it? Back a little, Doc. I want to see if Sammy's really dead. Yes. Funny, isn't it? One bullet took care of poor old Austin, but it took two to finish Sammy. Tough, wasn't he? Man, you're crazy. You must have gone out of your head. Here, give me that gun. No, stay where you are, Doug. Don't try anything smart. I'm going to call the police. But you just killed Austin and Sammy, and you're going to call the police? That's right, darling. I'm going to call the police. So you better scram. They might find you, Doug. Oh, and for the love of Mike, find me. You Why? see, Doug, I know this place like a book. I can get out of here without anybody seeing me. I don't think you can. Oh, they'll find you all right. And wait a minute. Where are you going? You shot these men in cold blood. You can't walk... Can't I, Doug? So long and happy landings, dick pusher. <laughs> Will she get away with the cold-blooded killing of Austin Ames and his bodyguard, Samson? Will Doug Ward be able to convince the police that he did not kill Ann's partner? Well, the second act will answer those questions. But in the meantime... Operation Murder. Police Detective Jurgens has arrived on the murder scene and has begun to question the flyer Doug Ward. What do you take me for, Ward? You'd better start talking if you want to have any chance at all. I told you I didn't do it. Sure, sure you didn't do it. But you were sitting here when I come in, weren't you? You admit you were fighting with these guys. Well, I didn't kill them. I told you that. All I know is the shots came out of the dark behind behind those empty crates. Well, who was it then? Who was behind them boxes? I... Well, I can't tell you. You can tell me, and you will tell me, or you'll hang. Who are you protecting? Come on, Ward. I know you're a great stunt flyer, but that don't give you no license to commit murder. I didn't murder anybody. 
Well, maybe you'll start talking when we find the fingerprints on the gun you left lying here. Look, I didn't have a gun. I don't even carry one. Okay, so you took it off of one of these guys. Everybody knows you were sweet on that gal, Ann Logan. You were jealous, weren't you? Oh, but not like you're trying to make it look. You were mad because Ames was in on this new plane that that Logan girl designed. You figured you could make it look like Ames was no good. Oh, no, you're crazy. You came here to jimmy up that plane, and you figured to make it look like Austin Ames had done it. I tell you, you're wrong, Jimmy. Had it all figured out, didn't you? Only Austin comes along and catches you at it. And so you get mad and kill him. No. You killed Austin Ames, and then you shot Sammy because he was a witness. No, you've got it all mixed up. And What about Ann? She telephoned the station, and she'll be here in a minute. All right. Ann Logan was a friend. I was going to make the test flight for her. She asked you to? No. No, Austin did. Double-crossing Ann. He wanted to make the test uh, flop. He tried to hire me to, to pull a phony crack-up. Well, then why did you kill him? Wouldn't he pay you enough? I told you I didn't kill him. Now, I... Oh, no. No, Inspector, you... You don't think Doug Ward killed... Oh, he couldn't have. Ann! Surely it couldn't be Doug, Inspector. Why, Doug had agreed to pilot the ship in tomorrow's test flight because Austin didn't want me to take the chance. He did, huh? Yes. Of course, Doug and Austin weren't very good friends, but... I guess Doug felt it would be better if I didn't take the chance. You know, you, you can't always tell about new planes. Is that why your friend Doug came here tonight? Because you and Austin invited him? Uh, no. I guess Doug was curious about the plane. He just dropped in and asked if he could take a look. And you took him out to see it? Why, no. Doug is a friend. I knew, of course, it would be all right for him to go alone. Alone? You... You're sure he was alone? That's right. Austin and Sammy went out a few minutes later. And then I heard shots. And? I didn't know what to make of it. I, I was frightened, and I ran out to find help. Oh, so that's the way you want it, huh? Well, I'm sorry, Jurgen. <coughs> hey! Hey, 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 stop him. He's getting away. What do you mean, breaking this into makes my... This the second time today you've tried to ignore me, Lopez. I do not know you. Get out. Oh, you know me all right, Lopez. That's why you're so nervous. You've been worried about me. Get out, or I shall call you... No, no. Not until we've had a little talk. And don't reach for that desk drawer. Have you forgotten, Lopez, that I'm an expert on judo? Why, oh, yeah. What's the matter? Make you squirm? All right, you are Doug Ward, and I am Ramon Lopez, but this is not Spain. I told you not to reach for that gun. Listen, Ward. You ought to learn to act better, Lopez, now that you're an airline executive. This is a legitimate business. Sure. What do you want? How much did you pay for the plans to Ann Logan's plane? What? You think... You heard me? Uh, How much? Let me go... Oh, my arms. Look, I saw you coming out of Ann Logan's office. I know your tricks. Now, how much? Uh, uh, no, no, I can't tell. Look, Lopez, you've been selling your services to one country after another. Your reputation isn't worth a nickel. I am. Now, just tell me how much. How much did you pay for the plans? All right. 300000 300 Ann. You see, Miss Logan? Here he is. Oh, Doug, Doug, I, I was so sure we wouldn't find you here. What? 
May I ask what is the meaning of this? It just means no, that... No, no, Inspector. I- I'm sure you're wrong. Why, there must be some explanation for Doug's being here. Well, Ann, you know darn well why I'm here. Oh, Doug, you misunderstand me. Why, I just told the Inspector what you said about seeing Mr. Lopez. What? Well, I only thought... You see, if Doug was right in saying he'd seen you near my office, why, that must mean you'd come to see Austin. What's the game, Anne? I'm so sorry about this, Doug. If I'd had any idea we'd find you here, but... I only thought Lopez must know something because of all the things you've told me about him. What is this? Well, Doug always said if I ever wanted to sell out to a foreign country that you were the man to see. Looks like your goose is cooked, Ward. What? Do you mean you're falling for her story? Nah, none of that, Ward. You you won't need me anymore, will you, Inspector? I'm, I'm so on edge. Do you mind if I go on home? Sure enough, Miss Logan. And thanks for having that hunch about Lopez. Doug, I'm really awfully sorry. Oh, Look, Jurgens, are you going to let Pipe her... Pipe down, Ward, and start talking now. But she... Sure, sure, she was too smart for you, wasn't she? You shouldn't have blabbed about your friend Lopez. Listen, why do you think I came to this guy's office? Get him to tell you about the 300,000 bucks he paid out for the plans to Anne's plane. It is a lie, Inspector. I demand that you take this man away. Look, Jurgens, this guy's bad medicine wherever he goes. He's admitted that he paid out 300,000 berries to get the design for Anne's ship on condition that the test flight was called off. Now, he paid that money to Ann Logan herself. What? He is guessing, Inspector. He knows nothing. Oh, yeah? Well, then what were you doing in Ann's office? It is true. I went there, but not to see Miss Logan. I make my arrangements with her partner, this Austin Ames. What arrangement? The people I represent pay Austin Ames to make sure the test flight is a failure. But it is understood this, uh, this Doug Ward is to be the pilot. You mean that Ward was to fix the plane so it would crash? Uh, that is correct. However, Austin Ames anticipated some trouble in persuading... Oh, so you killed Ames because he wouldn't pay you enough. Is that it, Ward? Look, Jurgens, I told you I didn't kill anybody. The killer is your friend, Ann Logan. Ann Logan? That's right. I saw her do it. What? You told me you didn't know... I know, I know. I couldn't figure out why she did it then. But when she began acting sorry for me, acting like she was defending me, I realized I was supposed to be the fall guy. Uh, What was her motive then, if your story's true? Money. Austin Ames was her husband-to-be. She wanted his money, not him. When she got engaged to him, she got him to make a will in her favor. Are you guessing or do you know? I'll bet on what I say being right. Look, if, if you just let me talk to her, ask her some questions, I can trap her. I know I can. Okay, then come on. Then I am free now? You're going to have to answer some questions about those plane plans and that money, Lopez, but we'll take care of that later. Just don't get any ideas about getting away. Come on, Ward. <laughs> Miss Logan, you startled me. What brings you back to my office? The policeman in that flyer ward, they just left for your apartment. I never went to my apartment, Lopez. I waited outside, waited till they left. I saw them leave. That was uh, clever, Miss Logan. But why? Because I wanted to talk to you alone, without anyone hearing us. What about? I'm new at this plane design business, Lopez. A lot depends on what happens to my first job. Ever let a story get out that I was mixed up in a sellout to a foreign country and I'd be licked? Done. Nobody'd give me another chance. I've got to know, Lopez. Were you dealing with Austin or weren't you? I am afraid I cannot discuss my business affairs with you, Miss Logan. Oh, yes, you can. You can do that or answer for two murders right now. Me? Two murders? (laughs) 
First you tried to blame the flyer for them, and now you think you can change to me. I doubt that, Miss Logan. I doubt it very much. I saw you kill them, Lopez. So you dropped the gun and run. I picked it up and went ahead. You think you would make the police believe a story like that? Fantastic. Particularly after what you have said about Doug Ward. Oh, no, it's true, and I can prove it. I had my gloves on, Lopez, and I guarded your fingerprints carefully. They're still on the gun. I imagine the police could trace it to you if I told them where to look. You uh, made a mistake coming here alone, Miss Logan. What? You... that gun. So you admit... I admit nothing, Miss Logan, except that I am about to commit a murder. You... listen, you couldn't kill me. Not here. I can do it and admit it freely. I say that you came back here to kill me, just as you killed Ames and his stooge, that I shot in self-defense... And I can take care of the fingerprints on that gun. So there are fingerprints. You admit you killed them. It doesn't make much difference now, Miss Logan. To you or to me. But why? Why would you do such a thing? Ames made a deal with me. He took the money. And he insisted he'd get Doug Ward to crack up the plane so the test would be a failure. But Doug Ward turned down the deal. I knew he would talk. I couldn't afford to have my operations known. But why didn't you kill Doug? And let Austin Ames have that over my head? No, my dear. That wouldn't have done at all. And now? No. No, you can't shoot me. Just stick him up, Lopez, or I'll shoot to kill. Ann, Ann, are you hurt? He just got me in the shoulder. But how come you came back? Uh, you came, but you came here with me, remember, Miss Logan? You said you were going to your apartment when you left here. She lied. She stayed here. We but... heard why she stayed here, Lopez. But... How did you know I'd be here? Well, you came with me and there wasn't a cab any place around, not for blocks. Didn't seem like you could have gotten far enough away so we couldn't see you. So we came back to see what you were up to. Yeah, we heard Lopez's admission of the murders. You should have told me about him before. I had to be sure about Austin Ames being a crook. I had to know about Lopez playing deal with Ames. I'm sorry I had to mix you into a duck, but you... I wouldn't let him convict you... And there had to be somebody to keep the police interested until I could talk to Lopez. And... Well, you were handy. Handy? Well, I won't be from now on, Ann. Since you've become a big business gal, you know you're out of my league. No, I'm going to stick to test flights from now on, where a guy isn't risking his life all the time. Join us again next time on Mystery Radio X. X.